This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 94, another Wisdom Wednesday. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja Wisdom Wednesday. In today's show, we're going to look at why compound interest is so overhyped and if compounding interest is not the key to the kingdom, what is? You know, in the financial universe, compound interest has been sold as the holy grail by financial professionals. Letting your money compound over time has been the single most well-known piece of conventional wisdom in personal finance. By the way, side note, have you ever wondered where conventional wisdom comes from? Who is the authority to establish conventional wisdom? Who's the anointed one that comes up with or confirms conventional wisdom? Or is it just stuff that people keep repeating over and over without questioning it? Or looking into it. But let's stay back on topic here. Financial professionals throw around the alleged quote from Albert Einstein that goes something like this Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it, he who doesn't pays it. According to Investopedia, compound interest or compounding interest is interest calculated on the initial principal and also on the accumulated interest of previous periods of a deposit or loan. Now, yes, I would agree that compounding has its advantages, but there are financial challenges when you truly look into compounding in the long term. So why is it elevated to this illuminated wisdom and you feel smart throwing it around at cocktail parties? Well, your money earns more money, compounding over time, interest produces more interest, and your money grows in an exponential manner. And that is extremely powerful. And I am fully on board with this. And I love it when my money and my wealth is compounding. I mean, it's fantastic. Your money's working for you. And if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, you learn that you want your money working for you. So I'm not saying that compounding interest is a bad thing. I am, however, asking you to look at the disadvantages as well as the advantages to fully understand this concept. Remember, with everything in life, there's three sides of a coin, heads, tails, and the edge. So what are the negatives about compounding your money? The first thing to take into account is to be cognizant of where your money is parked to compound. This is very, very important. The biggest wealth destroyers, as we have discussed in the show, is taxes, inflation. And taxes and inflation kind of go hand in hand and together because governments love inflation because they can tax inflation. The Federal Reserve Bank publicly state that their long-term inflation target is 2% per year. 
So they are even telling you that they're going to destroy 2% of your wealth per year. And then, of course, there are other wealth destroyers uh, such as market risk, professional fees, fees paid out to third parties uh, like interest, and, of course, opportunity cost. Now, if your money is parked in a taxable vehicle like a savings account, uh, money market accounts, and a tax-deferred vehicle like qualified retirement plans, you're not limiting and reducing the wealth destroyer of taxes. As I've shared before on the show, I do not recommend that you do not pay your taxes. Please pay your taxes, but you don't have to leave Uncle Sam a tip. And if we're going to pay taxes, we want to pay taxes on the seed, not the harvest. Your tax liability compound in these vehicles as well as your money. So in qualified retirement plans, you're compounding your tax liability and building basically up an invisible IOU for the government. Even if you withdraw money in a taxable account like a savings account or a CD to pay the taxes every year, it reduces the effect of compounding because it is interrupted through the tax liability. Taxes will destroy your wealth. Inflation is also a very powerful wealth destroyer, and inflation compounds as well. Right now, the Federal Reserve, as I mentioned, have publicly stated that their long-term goal is 2% inflation per year. 2% per year compounds... And the result is that it destroys the value and purchasing power of your money over time. So the same amount of money will buy you less and less over time. What is the real inflation, the real effect? Because obviously the, the core price inflation indicator has been manipulated by the government, but that's a conversation for another podcast. If you withdraw money from an account where your money is compounding in, it interrupts the compounding and destroys the process of compounding. Usually in compounding your money or your wealth, there's, there are three phases. The accumulation phase, the growth phase, and then the takeoff phase. So usually it accumulates, then it starts to grow slowly, and then it really takes off and grows exponentially. If you interrupt any one of these phases with withdrawals or with market down, uh, swings, if there's a downturn in the market or a correction, it is not going to have the results as illustrated or that you thought that you were going to have. And also, if you miss a year of contributions, it also interrupts the process, and you're also not going to have the results that you want. Now, I touched on market risk briefly. Here's a very, very big knock on compounding your money in qualified retirement accounts. If there is a correction or a downturn, as I mentioned, it disrupts this process. So here's an example. If you have $100 and you make 20% in year one, woohoo! you are tearing it up and feeling pretty good about yourself. Now you have $120 in that account. This is, of course, with the invisible IOU, on that money to the government. Now, what if you lose 20% in year two? How much money do you have in that account? 
So you made 20% in year one and have $120 in that account. Then you lost 20%. You broke even, right? Nope. You have $96 left because 20% of 120 is 24. And 120 minus 24 gives you 96. But what if it was the other way around? What if you lost 20% in your first year? You would have $80 left. And what if you then make 20% in year two? Again, did you break even? Nope. You have $96 left again. The 20% growth on $80 is $16. And then 80 plus 16 is 96 again. Robert Castelloni has said, Math is not money and money is not math. Money is a commodity with many eroding properties. Math is abstract with no eroding properties. Therein lies the problem. Another example is if you lose 50% of your money, you have to make 100% to get back to break even. Another big factor and negative when it comes to compounding your money or your wealth and compounding interest is fees. What about the fees in the vehicle that you have your money in that is compounding? How much is it costing you? Now, when you look at a business and you look at, for instance, the sales of a business, say the business is $10 million of sales. Do we know if this business made money or not? If the cost of that $10 million in sales was $10 million, you broke even. You didn't make any money. And if the cost of the $10 million in sales was $15 million, you lost $5 million. So the cost associated with the operations is extremely important. So, And we need to run our financial life like a business. So how much did it cost you to have your money in a vehicle that is compounding your money? Fees compound as well within your account. In Wall Street, for instance, they have an asset under management model, AUM, and a professional money manager can charge you, they call it a 2 and 20. It's basically 2% on your entire portfolio and 20% of the profit that they make for you in your account. Now, those fees will compound pretty quickly, and it is staggering as they compound. John Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, is famous for explaining to people the impact of compounding costs, especially in qualified retirement plans. MarketWatch recently interviewed him and reported, What remains is the cost of an investment. As it turns out, cost is the principal reason some people do better or worse at investing than others. Pay too much for your investments and you will lose a lot of money. How much worse? How about two-thirds of your gains? It sounds crazy until you recognize what happens when supposedly small fees are allowed to run on for decades. Bogle's tyranny of compounding costs. Very important. He calls it the tyranny of compounding costs. Quoting Bogle, Let's assume the stock market gives you a 7% return over 50 years. If you get 7%, each dollar goes up to $30. And if you get 5%, that would be the 7% less the industry's typical 2% all-in costs, 
you get $10. Bogle recently said in an interview. So it's $10 versus $30. You put up 100% of the capital. You took 100% of the risk. And you got 33% of the return. As I say to people, if that strikes you as a good deal, by all means, do it. Very interesting. Two-thirds of your gains was eaten up by fees and costs. So very, very important to understand that there is a tyranny of compounding costs when you look at fees in these vehicles. Then we also have to look at opportunity costs. Very, very important because wealth eroders also causes this cost, opportunity cost. The money that you paid in taxes and in fees, you have to look at closely and from a different angle. When you pay taxes and the fees, in this case, compounding taxes and fees, it creates a lost opportunity cost, and that's the money that's lost to these wealth destroyers because it lost the opportunity to earn more money or multiply your money and your wealth. So you have to look at it as a lost opportunity costs along with the real solid costs that are in these compounding scenarios. The biggest issues with compounding is that your money is only working in one place for you and performing one job. So your money is not positioned as well and as efficient as possible to be as productive as possible by doing more than one job. And it also doesn't provide any other benefits like health, disability, and death benefits and also offers creditor protection benefits as more desirable vehicles do. So what's better than compounding your wealth? Compounding your wealth in a vehicle without the wealth destroyers of taxes, excessive fees, commissions, and keeping pace with inflation and multiplying your wealth and making your money work in as many places at the same time, that is the key to the kingdom. Compounding keeps your money working for you, earning a predictable rate with downside protection and not exposed to the market. And... It keeps your money safe, liquid, predictable, and provides a level of certainty in your financial plan and your wealth plan. If you partner that with a multiplier effect by leveraging your money and your wealth to go and create and invest in assets that produces more money, flowing that back into your personal economy, that's the holy grail. Newton's third law of physics states that objects at rest tend to stay at rest, and objects in motion tend to stay in motion. The same with money. If your money is only doing one job, it is at rest, and it needs to have multiple purposes doing more than one job. So when you're able to have your money in a vehicle that combats and eliminates the effect of wealth destroyers, and you partner that with investing or creating cash flow producing assets, it creates a multiplier effect of wealth and it keeps your money moving fast enough to outpace the effects of wealth destroyers and now you're positioned to build and protect your wealth. 
I've spoken about financial vehicles on the show that you can combine and integrate into your wealth strategy and plan to help you position your capital to enable you to create a perpetual wealth cycle that consists out of compounding your wealth and multiplying it. It's what the infinite banking concept strategy allows you to accomplish. This is what the wealthiest individuals and families are doing and banking institutions. I would highly recommend you checking out previous shows on the infinite banking concept I've done. Uh, In episode 76, I spoke about the infinite banking strategy in your personal economy. In episode 61, I spoke about how the banking system works and how you can adopt the same strategies. In episode 50, I spoke about building your wealth capture machine. In episode 48, I spoke about how you can boost your investment gains. And in episode 38, I spoke about how you can pay for your children's education without sacrificing your savings. And in episode 30, I spoke about the Money Masters Wealth Blueprint. If you're interested in exploring this concept further, I'll ship you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. You can email me at info at cashflowninja.com to request a copy. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. You guys are awesome and inspire me. If there's anything that I can do to provide more value for you, please email me at info at cashflowninja.com. And don't forget to sign up for our mailing list at cashflowninja.com. You can also text CASHFLOWNINJA, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 